Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Caucus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is mayoral candidate Greg Adela. And Greg is here to talk about his candidacy for mayor of Albany. So, Greg, are you having a good time? Well, good morning, Cynthia. Thanks for having me back on one of your shows. Uh, and I hope you're doing well uh, during COVID, yes. uh, you and your family. And uh, am I having fun? Yeah. You know, it's been, uh, I announced just over a week ago, you know, uh, it started, you know, really getting involved three years ago and six months ago, really started planning this campaign. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a roller coaster of a week. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. Uh, the good mm-hmm. outweighs the bad um, in just leaps and bounds. Um, and you know what's great about it? I am meeting so many good people uh, in Albany, you know, business owners, mm-hmm. residents that are seeking change, uh, seeking people like myself that will listen to them. You know, so uh, I meet with them on the phone, uh, safely in person or Zoom, and I'm listening to their concerns. Uh, they like my approach to being neutral and everyone working together. So it's just been really great to learn about, you know, these people's stories, um, the residents and business owners and people's um, interests and how they really want to work together and feel that there's no morale in the city. And, uh, and they know that I'm a positive person and that I seek that uh, for them and the entire city. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. It's a lot of work. I'll tell you that. It, 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 anyone listening, uh, it is a lot of work. I'm a hard worker. I come from a hardworking family. I, you know, I built my 20-year business uh, with grassroots uh, from, the, from the ground up. Uh, so I'm used to, to hard work. Um, and uh, I think, you know, uh, like I said, just meeting these great uh, business owners and residents has is, is, is been fantastic. So is this your first run for elected office? It is. Uh, if you, uh, for public office, yeah. The, the only office I, I've held in my life was I was class president in eighth grade and, uh, and nothing since. So this is my first attempt. Uh, you know, I, the things I've seen change in my, in, you know, um, I'm 46 years old and my, you know, my family's been doing business in Albany for 78 years and, you know, what I've seen change, you know, um, and it's, it's just not, I, I really don't feel it's going in a good direction. I think there's just way too much violence. And um, I think that, you know, um, that there's, this is where we're in a really great time in history to where we can do a 180 and really, you know, put party politics aside and, and work, you know, together and for and by the people. You know, there was an article in yesterday's Times Union that was written by Paul Grandal. And Paul had said that the Democratic machine has been in place for 100 years. And people are so used to calling themselves Democrat and voting Democrat. And I don't, you're not not running as a Democrat. You're going to have a lot of hurdles to overcome. Yeah, I understand that 100%. You know, I just feel, 
you know, with having an unaffiliated party and my own party line, uh, you know, there, um, and we're exploring, you know, um, endorsement requests and, and looking at it at all angles. Uh, however, you know, and I know change is hard, right? I'm human. I understand that. But I really feel at some point, if it's, you, you really got to look at the situation. And the situation in Albany, you know, uh, is 100 years of, of, of a machine. And, I, and I'll, give, I'll definitely give uh, leeway to, you know, growing up, let me, let me start here, growing up in high school and college, those years, Jerry Jennings was the mayor. And I really respect mm-hmm. Jerry Jennings, truly. I really do. He, I can tell you this, when, you know, there were shots fired on the block, you know, where our business is, he showed up. He had a radio show you could call in every week. He was accountable. And that got lost with this new administration. They're not accountable. They don't show up. You know, when, when I first got involved three years ago, when there was the first murder of that year in 2018, I reached out to City Hall. Uh, I emailed them. This is all documented in my documentaries. And I didn't hear anything for three months. And we requested just to sit down so we could meet them. And I had ideas how we, I could further mentor and we could really still be, uh, you know, this continuing uh, staple of trust to our block and the community in the West Hill, to people that need help and lifting up. And they never returned my email. And in fact, they said locally in CBS 6, the mayor said that they lost my email. And my concern is, is that if they're losing emails, what else is being lost in, in City Hall? So if, if people are not willing to learn about me and, you know, the authentic and positive way that I see and live life, I can't change people's minds. What I can say to that is if they are happy with 130 shootings last year, low morale, 17 homicides, the balance of budget is, is not happening. The, um, you know, the school system, I, you know, perhaps City Hall could work more as a resource with, with the um, great administrators at, you know, Albany High System to, to make it better, to have a higher graduation rate. Um, if people are happy with all of those things that I just said about uh, this administration leading to bullets flying every day, not showing up, not caring to the community enough to, to step up and say, look, we got real issues, but we have to address them, then I implore mm-hmm. them to vote for the incumbent. If, if they're happy with 130 shootings, like I said, and the homicides and the demoralization happening within the departments, no morale on the streets. This is what people are telling me for the last three years, and I'm meeting with these people. Then if, if that's the case, then vote that in. If that lines up with your values and how you want to raise a family around this much of negativity and danger, then vote. If you're willing to listen and learn about me for a new direction and a new plan that's collaborative, so Albany is the beacon again to empower the entire region to say, hey, look, we're open for business. It's, it's a very positive, welcoming area. Then consider looking into me and, and I'll sit with and talk with anybody and listen and learn from them. And, and it can be reciprocated where they listen and learn to me. Albany is a very distressed financial city. How would mm-hmm. you change that? Well, I, you know, it's, I have five points, right? 
that if anyone goes to my website, gregformayor2021.com, you will see the five points that I will be discussing throughout my campaign. And they, you know, the, the first one up, up top is safety. I'll, I'll list them quickly. It's safety, right? We have to have cleanliness. And that's also, um, which I juxtapose, I need, we need uh, accountability toward absentee landlords. Uh, I'd like to help bolster the high school graduation rate. We have to be inviting uh, for businesses to relocate to Albany. And I want to raise the morale throughout the city to implement positivity because morale begets morale. So we need industry. We need businesses. This is what's happening with all upstate cities. And the way to do that is we have to have the first two points of mine cleared up, and that is safety and cleanliness. So things, you know, I've read over the 2020 budget, the proposed and the proposed 2021 budget. I've read through those. There are things that I agree with in there, and there are things that I don't agree with uh, in there that perhaps, you know, we could use some resources uh, for better positive, successful programs that are actually ongoing now or lift up programs that, have real, that make real sense uh, and, and push that forward. Um, and, I, and I have to really, you know, we have to really, you know, my team to crunch those numbers, which we've been doing, um, and see, you know, where the right funds need to go. And the, what's happening is I don't feel there's enough resources in the front lines of any city especially Albany. And the first point uh, of any government, what, what they owe to the public is safety. And the Marines, which I like to call them, are the police department and fire department. And there needs to be proper resources there so everyone feels safe. And when you feel safe, you feel empowered. And that empowerment you take from the home to the workplace. And when you have higher morale, you have better productivity coming from workers. That generates more money. I mean, you know, I'm the outlier here. I'm coming in from the private business sector. Mm-hmm. I can have multiple examples of people that, will, that would, would answer, I feel, the same way, that you need that. And when you have better productivity, you will make more money. The city will open up more. People have more trust. There's no trust in the city, none. So these businesses that are sitting figuratively out on the boats wanting to come into shore are waiting for that invitation and that shift from negative to positive and be open to willing to change. And this administration is stuck. Um, The record speaks for itself. There's not businesses coming in. They'll blame COVID. And you can't blame COVID on everything. They're, you know, it's painting rust. They're not fixing fundamental issues. They skirt the issues. They're not hitting them head on. That's not healthy for, you know, the well-being of of the workers, the residents, and uh, the city as a whole to invite new businesses in. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to have to take a mind shift and people really standing up for a change for the better. Because people, I think, sometimes are concerned about change. Look, I'm human. I understand that. I get it. But at, at some point, though, you have to take a stand and say, okay, this, this system and this way for the past eight years is certainly not working. It's just not. 
And uh, you just have to take a hard look at it and say, okay, you know what? This is a great time in history to where we can do a 180 and get Albany back to be a beacon. Every, every four, I'm sorry, every year, Sheehan goes to the state and with a little pen can and asks the state for the $12.5 million. What are you going to do? How can you correct that? I, I, you actually, forgive me, Cynthia, that cut out just a little bit, so I missed that. Forgive me. I heard uh, you said something about the lending of how to balance the budget, and then it cut out. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, every year, Kathy Sheen goes to the state and asks for $12.5 million. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for a number of years. How are you going to correct that? Well, those are some of the things that we are looking at right now, my team. And, you know, Kathy Sheen had said, you know, she was going to balance budget. Um, and, you know, she, I, I, I'd have to go back to get the exact date. But, you know, she had mentioned about Jerry Jennings was uh, always doing that. And, um, you know, she, she had set up her words to say that, you know, that, that wasn't going to happen. And I paraphrase that uh, to be completely transparent. But that, that was said. So what I'd have to do is we can revisit that question because we are studying right now the budget and we are studying what, what could possibly we need to cut or to bring in to, to get the city off of that, uh, to have it more independent. Um, and and to, you know, what we would like is, and I think everyone's with me, you know, we need businesses coming in to Albany real industry and it's tougher now because with covid you, you have a lot of empty buildings sitting sitting there vacant because people are working from home so mm-hmm. you know albany is in a very tough place like many many cities throughout the us that are hurting from that but we have really great ideas for being inviting and to bring industry in um you know, to, to Albany. And there has to be, you know, some talk at some point with, uh, and, and this is above, you know, really the, the mayor, you know, in tax structure, you know, there, there's New York state across the board is a very expensive state. It's very expensive to do business. There's a lot of people that mm-hmm. don't want to come here. Okay. So we, we, we as, as, as ambassadors of New York state and especially the capital have to be inviting to that. And um, I, I just don't see it happening. Not when you have places like Nashville that is booming, uh, Columbus, Ohio. These, these cities that I've been to uh, for work are very inviting. You know, no city's perfect, but they're certainly doing something correct. And what I noticed most is first and foremost, there's high morale and they're very inviting. You have a city here and an administration that, that, is there, that espouses negativity and doesn't want to work with the community. And I say that because of my experience with them and trying mm-hmm. to get through as an ally. I never raise my voice. I never yell. Look, I, the, Kathy Sheen is a smart wealthy, independent. I respect her. I respect the police's chief. I've met with them one-on-one. I'm not going to say anything 
I'm not, I don't play dirty politics. Um, but they've shown that if you try to reach out as an ally to say, hey, you know, we're here for 78 years. We see some things, you know, maybe we can help more. And I brought her options. You know, I'm not just a person that says, hey, I'm right, you know, and you're wrong. I never, I've never done that. I don't have arrogance of that nature. That's, that's absurd. Mm-hmm. I don't understand anyone who approaches any situation in life, business or personal that way. But I did mm-hmm. say, here are, some, here are some ideas. And she did say, I will have my people get in touch with you. And they never got in touch with me. So this is, this is when I started my march of saying, okay, that I'm going to continue with my God-given gifts of storytelling and let the general public know that, hey, this, there's, there's very beautiful parts of Albany. Beautiful, right? We all know that. It's beautiful. And there are some that are in need of, of real help. And I started showcasing that to help. And they take it as a threat. And all they had to do was sit down with me and, and, and myself and other people and business owners throughout the community. Constantly, they don't. They keep the door closed. Instead of having a screen door, they shut the door. Nothing gets filtered through. So, mm. you know, that's not the way to manage a city. Because what's going to happen even more, and we've all seen it, we've all known what's going on here, that people are leaving. They're going to the suburbs. They're leaving New York State. So the way to try to get off that $12 million is to flip that and be authentic. Because I, don't, I, I, I read and see some of her actions, and I, I truly don't feel that they're authentic in ways um, because I believe – that she and her administration has definitely lost touch with most of the community uh, and the good people of the city of Albany. Let me ask you this question, Greg. You're, sure. You, you said you're not going to run as a Democrat, correct? That's correct. Okay. So to get on the ballot and to qualify to run, you need a certain amount of signatures. I know that the yes. threshold has, has, you know, decreased because of COVID, but it's still going to be difficult. How do you plan on getting the number of signatures required to run for office? We have a great team. We have a great team that's worked on hundreds of campaigns um, uh, with and doing those specific uh, duties, and we are 100% confident uh, that this is definitely going you know, to happen. We are going to get those signatures. You'll see my name on that ballot uh, with, with the, the, the party and, um, and, and also these uh, parties that are eagerly awaiting my response uh, to their invitation to be uh, endorsing me. Uh, so my name is on you know, the, the line twice. And um, it's we're, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this. I know it's an uphill battle. I get that. Uh, I'm, I'm a realist. Uh, I am an underdog, which I don't mind being at all in life because it makes me want to learn uh, more and listen and work harder. Um, and uh, so we're, we're going out in the same route as anybody else would 
to get it done. My team uh, that I've assembled is very authentic and uh, true, and that's why we are riding the neutral line uh, to be a collaborative team, uh, to work with everybody, and, and to meet as many great people that we can within the city. So uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, to that, uh, that part of, of, of this you know, campaign's journey. Unfortunately, you can't meet face-to-face, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So do you think a lot of it will be done by Zoom? Yes. We have – so I have, a, a, you know, a, a crew, a film crew, and we, uh, you know, we're I, – I, you know, I started this three years ago, like documenting my pieces throughout the city and, you know, showcasing the good – uh, th- what stuff needs to be, uh, you know, massive attention to within certain areas of the city. And also, you know, showcasing the really great positive businesses and, and, um, and residents and, and, uh, that are really getting involved in the city of Albany. So we have the equipment to do, you know, interactive forums, um, fundraisers. And, you know, it's a, it's a whole new world in that respect. Because as a fundraiser, you know, myself, I've been helping, you know, charities and foundations raise, you know, I've helped raise in the capital district hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I miss that because it was always in person. But I've also hosted a handful last year, uh, three of them actually, and uh, for charities in the 518. And they raised a lot of money and people are open to the Zoom. So we have to just make do with what we have, just like the rest of the world. And it's still great. Unfortunately, it's not in person, but it's still great to make these connections and, and listen to people and um, to have them be so um, wanting to be involved um, with discussions that are, you know, clear communication uh, post-COVID. So, we, you know, I just have to adjust like anybody else, you know, uh, and, and do what I can you know, to make these connections. New York York City is known as one of, like, the the major cities of the world. Yeah, comparable to, like, London and Paris. So when you, Mm -hmm. before COVID, you go to New York City and you see a vibrant, a vibrant city where, like Mm -hmm. Frank Sinatra said, people never sleep. And then you travel up here, and things are closed by 5 o'clock. There's really, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some things to do, but not a heck of a lot. How do you transform Albany, the state capital of New York, into a vibrant city? Well, that's a great question, you know, right, because my background is, is you know, I, my heart is uh, in the business part of the arts, right? So, Here's how I can answer that. I've given, right, there's a lot of people I know in Albany, uh, you know, that have businesses and, and that have live entertainment, and they want, uh, they want to continue that. So it creates this culture of sort, right? So what I've learned in my career is, you know, I grew up in my, my industry in New York City and would bring that energy back to Albany, you know, through my showcase. And... Uh, that is what is going to be needed to continue this. So, in other words, 
when we get back open, and I hopefully that's soon, because I, I've had friends that have lost businesses, uh, bars and restaurants, and it's, it's really, really sad to see in Albany because they're really great people that, that brought in great people, you know, to, to have a community and, and talk about life in general and have fun. And those same people are ready. They're chomping at the bit to be open again, to have to actually open up and blossom their businesses, to have even more bigger shows, to make this um, this whole the city downtown safe, and also to bring in a different energy. And they, I'm very thankful, are reaching out to me to show support to me because they know that that's how I feel with the arts and how people want to go back out and know and they want to be safe, right? So when you've got someone that, you know, needs to transfer their job or uproot and, and move to a different part of the country, they, they look to, you know, okay, they look to Albany. They want to know it's about the schools, perhaps religion. They want to know outlets for, you know, the arts and, and entertainment. And my friends have some really great ideas. So when they open again, we can get that going again in, in a really positive direction to bolster the arts community. And, and I, think, I think it's going to be a really great experience to where artists can really showcase their passion and it will lift the morale of people coming out to Albany um, and they'll be blown away, I feel, by you know, the bright colors and the bright cheer of a new approach toward entertainment in downtown Albany. But, you know, we, we, we cannot build a city on just entertainment. There's got to be other things, right? right? Well, okay. exactly. That's why we need, we, it, well, that, well, that is that one part, right? So that's uh, exactly, that's a piece of the puzzle, right? So it's a jigsaw puzzle. So the arts community, I know, is chomping at the bit. And that's really good because, that, you know, look, you need the artists, right? You need to create these new ideas so people can, you know, uh, see things in a different way. But we need real mm-hmm. industry here. And I've said it. Like, we need industry, and that industry wants to come, but they need to feel safe if they're going to uproot families. These families want to be safe. And right now, Albany's got a real bruise that it's not safe. And this administration, I can't say it enough, turns their back on it. This woman, the mayor, um, does not get fired up and get out in front of the camera enough to say, look, we need to stop this. Police need to be police. We've got to stop this crime. You know, we can talk till we're all blue in the face about discussions on relationships. But at some Mm -hmm. point, there has to be real sensitive action taken to where police, not only in Albany, but across the United States, to allow them to do their job to make the residents of the city of Albany and business owners safe. Because that's the only way you're going to get people to come out. That's it. So that's why the Greg, power in the capital re- the, the power in the capital region <laughs> lies in the suburbs. It lies in the suburbs. Everyone knows that. The statistics and metrics match that. You talk about population. You know where the wealth is. 
And, and the people that live in the suburbs perhaps work in Albany. They don't feel safe to come back into Albany. They don't. But they know with me I'm trying to shift that. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. We have a minute left. So okay. give out your information, your contact information, how people can reach you and give you a donation or volunteer on your campaign. Oh, that's great. Yes. So they can go to Greg for Mayor. 2021.com. Everything is there on my website. You can drop me a line. Uh, you can donate. Uh, I set up, you know, Zoom calls uh, that we can meet each other and talk. Um, I am here for the community. Uh, they'll see on my website. Uh, this is completely collaborative, uh, and I'm looking forward to meeting more great people uh, throughout the city. And, and thank you, Cynthia. You know, you, you know, we met a few years ago, but thank you very much always for giving me uh, a platform and, and your time to, to speak to your, your great audience. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure we will talk many times before Election Day. So you've been listening and I'm looking, to Greg yeah. and I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like the show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Greg, for being on the show. Thank you. Stay well, Cynthia.